Welcome, welcome. I am so excited to be starting this podcast. It is something I've wanted to do for a while now. And it was only through my Facebook and Instagram lives that I said it out loud. And it meant I had to do it. So here I am, first episode. And I thought long and hard about what topic I wanted to start off with. Um, I wasn't sure whether to go in with a real hard hitting topic or an easy one. And then I just thought, look, what would I have wanted to hear about right at the beginning of my mother journey? What would I have needed to help me? And I knew it was feeling like a failure because we've we've all felt like a failure. You might be sitting there right now thinking, yeah, no, I'm just the worst. I'm the worst mother. I wish I was as good as Helen on a playground or Rachel at playgroup or whatever. So that is what we're going to focus on today. I'm Katie and I have built a business based on the love of helping other women. In the eight years I've been a mother, I've had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I have been so lost, but have found my way back again. And that is what now drives me forward, a passion to help other mothers do the same. So each week I will share practical and tangible advice as well as inspiring interviews with the same aim. You are enough. It is time you started believing it. This is the Decluttering Motherhood podcast. How often have you panicked that, say, it's World Book Day? World Book Day at school and you are panicking because, oh my God, you've forgotten or you didn't even see the note in the book bag that is World Book Day and, oh my God, I need a costume by tomorrow. And so you're busy, like, oh, everyone else is going to have made these wonderful costumes from Pinterest and I am rushing myself down to Tesco's to see what is left on the shelf. And you're just thinking everyone is going to look at my child and be like, oh, she put no effort in. I mean, you know, have you felt like that? I know I have in the past really panicked that my child is going to be the only one who looks really awful because I haven't put any effort in. And then you go to school the next day and realize, hang on, everyone's in the same boat. There are some people who've made an exceptional effort and you know well done to them but there are loads of there's loads of other mums and dads who drop that ball and their child is also dressed in something that you can't even tell what they are do you know what it's fine or maybe you are the parent who's gone crazy overboard with cucumber sticks and carrot sticks and the hummus and bread sticks at birthday parties because you do not want to be judged for buying party rings and chocolate fingers. You don't want to be judged as being the one who's promoting the unhealthy eating. Like you're always feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. I need to over overdo something else to prove that I am good enough. Or how about you've been at baby group and you're nodding along that, yes, your baby is also crawling or walking or talking, whatever just to fit in and not feel like you must be doing something wrong because they totally aren't doing anything but dribble. I know I have felt, I might not have externalized the feeling, 
but I've gone home and thought, oh my God, what is wrong with my baby? Why is my baby not talking? And that's even been just around friends. Their child starts talking and you're like, oh my God, what is wrong with mine? It must be my fault. I'm the one. And it's always that feeling of, I must be the one to have done something wrong. I'm the failure. It's all on me. And the thing is, these feelings aren't new. Generations of mothers have fallen into the comparison trap. My mum, I know, will have gone to baby groups with me or my sister and she would have been surrounded by other women going on about this and that and this and that. And she, for sure, would have felt like she wasn't doing as good a job as them. But we, these days, we've got social media making it even worse. And I think that has just ramped up the feelings of failure in all of us because we don't just have Helen at playgroup. We've also got thousands and thousands of strangers on the internet adding to this pressure as well. And the weight of it all is crushing. You just have to go on social media and see a picture of some happy family scene just to be like, oh, why I don't, we don't have holidays like that or, you know, and it doesn't matter what it is. It makes you feel like you are not good enough. You are failing in some way. doesn't matter what the way, like sometimes for me, I will think, oh, wish I earned more money so that we could afford X, Y, and Z. I wish we could afford to go on holiday instead of going camping in the rain. <laughs> um, and and it's just, it's made worse by social media. But the thing is, what I need you to understand is that everybody feels the same. So you might look at one mum and think, wow, I wish my life was just like them. If I had their job, their house, their car, their clothes, then my life would be amazing. But what you don't realise is that she is looking at you and thinking, oh, I wish I had a marriage just like hers. I wish my children were as well behaved as hers. And you, you just don't know. And so, first of all, irrespective of, of how much of a failure you might feel, I need you to understand that everyone feels the same. And if anyone says they don't feel like that, um, they're lying. They're completely lying. But the thing is, the thing that we have to try and unpick is why. Why are we all feeling like failures? Whether we say it aloud, which I think more people need to say it aloud. Um, British people especially are we're so reserved and, you know, that whole stiff up stiff upper lip that we you know we're fine we're fine um you know people need to say it aloud a bit more and just to make it it's okay to not feel great um but the thing is is why are we feeling like failures um or at the very least that we aren't doing our best why is that because i can guarantee that we are doing our best we are because if we weren't, we'd be like, to hell with our book day. I'm not even going to buy a costume. They can go in uniform. Like, I mean, but we don't, we don't think like that. Or, you know, carrot sticks for parties? Nah, they're going to just eat Mars bars and be done with it. I mean, no, we, we all try our best. We put in a, the effort that we can. The fact that you care means you are trying your best. You just need to have more faith. 
Now, I can guarantee there's somebody sitting here right now thinking, hang on a minute, but what about if my best just isn't good enough? All the other mums, they try their best and they, their best is great. They might not believe it, but I think they're doing a great job. I, I might be trying my best, but my best isn't good enough. Okay, well, hold up there, Hannah. That is not the way we need to be thinking right now. Unless you can, hand on heart, tell me that your children are completely miserable and that they tell you every single day how bad their life is and how awful you are as a mother, then um, it's just you. You are the one who is thinking this. You are the only one. Every single person around you will believe and know that you are doing a great job. Your children think you are the best thing ever. Everything that you do for them is what they know. It's what they know. And it's, they love you for who you are. Fact. The problem isn't whether you are enough, because you are. It is learning to deal with the overwhelm so that if and when you drop the ball, it doesn't make you feel like a failure. The problem isn't whether you are enough. Okay, because you are. But it is how you deal with the feelings of failure when it gets overwhelming. Does that make sense? It is overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Everything about motherhood and running a family, you know, being the housekeeper, being the person, the emotional overwhelm that that is burdened upon us. It, it is crushing. It gets too much for all of us. You know, it's remembering the dentist appointments, remembering that it is World Book Day, remembering that, oh, next week they need to pack lunch because they're going on a school trip or, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday at the weekend. You know, all of that on top of trying to raise decent humans. It is overwhelming, not to mention the washing and the ironing. I mean, I don't do ironing stop doing ironing immediately. No, Nobody needs to be doing ironing. Just, you know, hang it, hang it straight. It'll be fine. So it's, it's how you deal with the overwhelm. That is the, that is the thing because one, we all feel like failures, whether that's right or wrong. We just do. I think it's just an inbuilt thing. We need to stop. But right now, most women out there, probably all, all, all women out there feel like failures. That's that's the first point. Second point is, is you are doing your best. You are. So you might feel like it. We might all feel like it. But you know what? We're all wrong because we are all doing our best. The fact that we care means we are doing our best. But we all get overwhelmed. And that is the issue. The overwhelm is what crushes us, adds to the feeling of failure and makes it all worse. So I want to share with you five ways that deal with that overwhelm. First up, breathe. I mean, it sounds ridiculously simple, but I want you to try it the next time or just now, just right now, I want you to take 10 deep breaths. Now there's some scientific thing I I remember I remember reading it somewhere where you have to breathe in for four hold it for four 
and then breathe out for four. I'm sure it's four, four, four. It may not be. If you drop down dead, I apologize. Um, But it's something like that where you just, you really breathe slow and you hold your breath and then you let it out again. It might be like breathe in for two, hold for four, out for two. Try that one. Um, So 10 of those right now. And then when you're feeling overwhelmed, when the kids are making so much noise and you're just like, oh my God, why are my children so naughty and noisy? I must be a failure. Or they're, you know, they're fighting each other and you just think, oh, how have they learned this? Why, you know, I know, I know you feel that way because sometimes my children are arguing and I just think, oh my God, why, why are they doing this? And of course it must be my fault because I'm the one who's raised them. So 10 deep breaths, look around you and take in the reality of the situation, which is actually, they're probably having a great time. And the noise is getting to you because you're overwhelmed, probably a bit stressed, summer holidays while I'm filming this. So I'm on board with the stress train right now. I, you know, children, children cause that. Um, But look around and actually the reality is everyone's happy and it's fine. So 10 deep breaths. Second, get out of the house, whether it's just you and you just need to sometimes just go, I'm going out. I mean, obviously with an adult at home, don't just leave the kids. Uh, Just go out, get in the car, go for a walk, whatever, on your own or go out all together. Just like, right, kids, shoes on, we're going out and just go and let them run around in the park, in in a field. It doesn't even matter. Take a ball with you, let them kick it around while you just sit and watch them. Just get some fresh air and take away those four walls because just being stuck in the house only just, it makes everything worse sometimes. Number three, meet up with friends. If they have children the same age as yours, then they will wholeheartedly sympathise, which will help you feel less alone and give you strength to carry on. I mean, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. I will happily go and sit with a friend and be like, oh my God, it was such a busy weekend. I've had parties and whatever. You know, you don't have to moan about the kids specifically, uh, but just let it out. Like what has been stressing you out? Oh, I had all these parties to go to. I had to do this and this and this. And they were like, yes. yes." And just listening and sharing this as well. And you'd be like, yes, no, I feel better because we're all on the same page. So that will help you feel less alone and give you the strength to carry on. Number four, lower your standards. I give you permission to lower your standards for your house and for the for everything. It might seem like a great idea to live in a show home. And I'm sure there are people that manage it really well. And I said to somebody this morning, actually, I said, my, my house with my routines, I have my cleaning routines that I do. My house starts off the day really well. And it ends the day really well. But if you were to come to my house in the middle of the day, you would think we'd been burgled. Like there's just so much stuff everywhere. And it just, you know, but luckily we have our routines in place that by the end of the day, it's all gone back to normal. And and I wouldn't be so ashamed for someone to come in. But um, lower your standards. Don't try and live in a show home. You can't show homes don't have people living in them. They just have people given tours around them. Real homes 
will have real people living in them. And if you have children living in your house, you're going to have noise and mess. So forget the show home and just aim for clean and safe. That's what I aim for. My children, happy, safe. It's all good. It's all good. Lower your standards when it comes to the activities that you're doing with your children. They do not need, I mean, I mentioned Pinterest before. I think the invention of Pinterest is amazing because it gives you some great ideas, but I think it has also put pressure on people to feel like they should be doing crafts with their kids all the time. There are, so I have a friend, she loves doing crafts with her kids and she, that comes naturally to her. So it's not stress. But for me, my idea of crafts with the kids Give them some paper and some crayons and you just go and knock yourself out drawing some lovely picture. I am not about to go and get some PVA glue out and some glitter and all of that. That is just not, does not come naturally to me. And I am fine with that. I am fine with that. I do not have high expectations that I'm going to be some Pinterest queen. Lower your expectations to the level that you can manage and everyone will be happy. Finally, number five this is how I survive my life, is by writing lists. My brain exists in the form of a list in a book, and I have pages and pages of lists for lists for every single day, things I need to do. The thing is, I focus on the important things. I don't just write down every single thing that I need to do because I would never ever get those things done. I write things down and then I just laugh to myself and think I'm never going to do half of these things and I cross them out. And over time I've just realized I don't even write them down because if it's not important, I have not got time in my life to be doing that thing. So I only write down the must do. So I don't even have a to-do list. I have a must do list. Everything else if I should so happen to be able to manage to do something else, that's great. But I have a must-do list I do every day. I write down what must I do today for today to be a success. And I can guarantee no Pinterest crafts are on those lists ever. You are enough. It is time you start believing it. It is time you start being kind to yourself again. Thank you so much for listening. Now get on up and have a great day.